To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. What's up? Hey, everyone. Hi. Man, y'all sound so down, man. We got to be energetic. I am energetic. I was okay. energetic. I was telling a story, and then you told me to stop telling my story. That's not. Don't be like that. You know that's not how it is. It's I said how it is because we got but we got to get set up. But you know what? Jen did call today and ask if you wanted coffee or tea or anything. Yeah, I know, and I told her yes, and uh, I don't. That is false. I heard you say no while I was peeing. <laughs> She was talking I tried to you. To answer on the phone, like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. She was peeing and talking to you on the phone. <laughs> Could you I hear was, me pee? No, I couldn't hear you pee. But I was like, is I was like, did she? Is she away from her laptop? Like, because I could hear you talking away from the phone. I heard you, and then it dropped. The call dropped. I could all I could hear you. I heard you say, I can't answer her right now. <laughs> could you answer the phone? Well, it wouldn't like pick up. I answered on my watch, yeah. and it wouldn't. Do the speaker on on the watch. That's weird. And I don't know if it was because it was connected to my headphones, maybe from my run yesterday. I don't know. <sighs> maybe. Well, I, I did hear. Off. I did hear you. Well, good. At least you didn't hear me peeing. No, I didn't hear that. I, I we had like I just got back from Goodwill and I was like, oh my god, I need a piece so bad. John was like trying to talk to me about something. I was like, I I I'm just gonna go to yeah. the right now. Hey everyone, welcome to Talk Murder Me podcast. This is live stream. Welcome everyone. We got a ton of people on tonight. If you like this, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any podcasting platform. All those links are down below. Also, if you are a true crime fanatic and you haven't heard our sister podcast, which is doing quite amazing right now, Among the Dirt and Trees, hosted by our really good friend, Brienne in Colorado, she's almost at 30,000 downloads per month. Also, if you really like this, be sure to support us, patreon.com slash talkmurder. We're doing another episode private for our supporters. Be sure to do that. The next story is nuts. We're talking about cover-up here, a big cover-up. Is it the Kennedy assassination? No, I'm so excited about this. This is... tie to the Johnny Lama episode that we covered this week. It's it's a little alien related. A little yeah. UFO project related. So again, it's the Kennedy assassination? I no. mean, perhaps. Alright, is everybody ready to get going to the surprise shot and stuff? Sorry, I'm amped up. You are amped up. I'm like, yeah. How much Kratom did you have today? I mean, I'm just like, I've been doing these stories all week and this one is so effed up, man. And that's why I put in the title Extremely Disturbing. This one's so terrible. You guys would not believe this one. And the next one has actual autopsy photos so and and let's just say the body was found 10 days after it uh you know it died so it's pretty gross anyway and we're gonna be going over those this one is going to be for stephanie a surprise shot for our supremos um oh i haven't didn't even look to see if we had any new ones oh hang on we are all out of sorts today Jeez, i really am i came in here like a freaking wrecking ball dude i know i'm sorry i just didn't amp the fuck up man I drank two monsters and oh, okay, there had go. some Adderall and some Kratom, and I'm just like, fuck. But I gotta calm down. Okay, so we have. Uh, I can't actually. I can't remember if these guys were from last week. Karen um, and Emily. Mm. Thanks, guys, for joining. And Shauna. Thanks, Karen, Emily, and Shauna. Thank y'all. So we're trying. We're at 91 or 92 Patreons. That's why we're doing the, the. That's why we're doing the live stream for everyone next time. I'm trying to hit 100, man. I mean, come we're on. We're so close. I know. So close. Anyway. anyway, all right. So this one is for Stephanie. We do Stephanie last week. No, we did Derek. Oh, right. Surprise shots. 
surprise shots. We don't know what they are, because they're a surprise. Damn it, I got the one I didn't want. Yes. But that's okay. I, to... I know because the bottle shape, but yeah, that's okay. I'll, I'll no, it's okay. No, I can tell what it is by the bottle shape, too. The and nip I'll... shape. Here, just I'll get you're you're gonna you're gonna allow me to uh-huh. no 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 switcheroos give okay, it back fine. I'll do it I, I'll I'll brave it give I need it back to... I was just trying to be a good friend let <sighs> that be noted bad. twist the nips okay oh. I'm just a pussy I do that every time yeah you do what'd you get pearl peach <sighs> vodka yeah me too pearl berry Doctor McGillicuddy's oh fuck I wanted that one I huh? love Doctor McGill's. I mean, it's a great shot, but like I, I've been scarred for life with. But I'm proud of you. You come a long way. I have. I'm not gonna like feel like I'm gonna puke every time now, but maybe someday I'll be able to do the peppermint patty shots again in my life. Those were fun. Mm. You take, you do, you squirt some some Hershey syrup in your mouth, and then take the shot, swish it around, and there you go. Seems like a squirting good time to me. Hershey squirts in your mouth. Does not sound like a good time to me. You. All right, tonight, I guess we'll get started in this piece, man. I mean, this is kind of one of those family family friendly stories. So if your kid's in the room. I'm assuming by you saying that it's not family. This is a story no one has ever covered. I'll call it right now. If someone has covered it, I'll 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 show my boot hole. That's how confident I am. No, I think you're just looking for an excuse to, <laughs> to show your boot hole. That's the moral of all of our stories. If John can show his boot hill, boot boot ill, boot hole, he will. All right, so I don't know what to call this episode. I'm thinking of orgy of blood or something along those lines. All right, where's this at, Jen? I'm not going to make you mess that up. Africa. Off the coast of Africa. <laughs> What's the name of it? Oh, no. What, you can read it. Calais Jesus. means what? Calle. Oh, Calle Street. Street. So tonight we're going to Calle Jesus. Jesus Nazareno. Nazareno, which I guess so is So Jesus the, of Nazareth Street? I guess that's correct, yeah. And... You guys are ready to get started, right? Everyone good? We are ready. Okay. And I'm just, yeah, so this story is really effed in the A, but yippee Kaye, motherfucker. All right, here we go. We're going to Cali Jesus. <laughs> Cali Jesus. Kaye <laughs> Jesus. All right, so this is the apartment building we're going into right here. This one right here. I don't know which apartment because I can't speak Spanish. Spanglish. Yo hablo un poquito. But this is uh this is a part of Spain. This is actually the uh, Canary Islands. Oh, got yeah. it. Okay. I was gonna say, it's but like, which Nicole like has definitely owned. Nicole has definitely been there because she's been everywhere. I've not been to the Canary Islands. Sounds oh. fun. I don't like birds though. They scare me. But um. <laughs> Uh, and this guy's the killer. We actually—that's why I did this because this fucking asshole killed everyone. Okay, false. This that did not happen, <laughs> sir. We apologize. Don't sue us. Uh, anyway, this is where we're going. You see the little apartment here. Nothing, nothing too too big. So these are studio-looking apartments. So everything that happens that I'm going to tell you tonight is 100% true, and it is completely screwed up. And everything happened in that small apartment today. All right, the police enter the scene of that apartment right there and what do you think they find body blood how much blood buckets all right you guys you guys keep with me here this is this is going to go fast and furious okay this was labeled the crime of the century two police enter that apartment building that i just showed you and it's dark inside and they immediately smell something that they never smelled before because these are new cops and they've never smelled 
death before, but it's that very musty smell. The room's dark. They turn the uh, the uh, lights on in the apartment, and the first thing they see walking in is imagery on the wall, Christian images, mostly of Jesus. Jesus Christ is all over the wall, and there's also relics, too. The Virgin Mary, some other Christian relics. There's a Bible, and a lot of pictures of Jesus, okay? A lot. And that's specifically, there's a reason for that. Well, the owner of the <clears throat> apartment was probably Catholic. You tell me later if you think he's Catholic or not. I mean, it's a good, good guess, but I'm just, once we get into the story, there was dried blood on the wall. Now, this is when they first walked in. There are obviously dead bodies in this apartment. They don't know that yet. Okay, the apartment is small, but the first thing they see is this, these pictures of Jesus. It's like a shrine. There's also rope hanging up and has the rope has some things, which I'll describe later, dangling from it. And they look left, look right. All they see is pictures of Jesus Christ. There's dried blood all over the walls on every one of the pictures. Picture, but it wasn't like splattered blood. It's not like taking a hammer and it ooh, splattered on the wall. It was put there intentionally. Like the eyes of Jesus Christ, there were blood coming down. I mean, it's dried. It's been there for months probably, but they noticed that. They go into two separate rooms and I'll get to how many they found later, but there were several corpses, dead bodies, decedents from what they thought. It was honestly, it was hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. They were extremely mangled. And I put in my notes, beyond recognition and then i crossed that out and i said no beyond human comprehension this murder that happened and this was a murder a brutal murder it was almost unbelievable there there was an air of not hate or you know just oh murder you real quick it was it was bestial it was terrible, the, the scene, which we'll describe here in a minute. Complete massacre. Now, imagine the being that one policeman, one of, you know, there's two in there. Imagine being one of those. And you see another picture of Jesus. And this one has more blood than usual on it. And you look closer. And it seems like something is protruding out of the photo of Jesus. And you look closer. You shine your light on it. You poke it a little bit. And then you realize that nailed to a picture of Jesus in this little apartment was a human heart <gasps> Jen just went white <laughs> wow white as a ghost I'm already super white it's fine yeah but you were white as a ghost <laughs> Brandon give your heart to Jesus <laughs> that's a good title <laughs> uh, y'all still scrambling around trying to figure out what story this is I asked if anyone had heard it. Good effing luck. So. This my favorite murder would never cover this. I'm just kidding. You you say that and you're like, damn it, they covered it last <laughs> week. <laughs> or next week it'll be their story. Yeah, that's happened before too. You're yeah. you're getting them all their material. We have a no podcast. shit. I'm pretty sure a lot of these fuckers copy me too. I'm yeah, we've put, seen that. I'm we've gonna put seen one detail. Sources. I'm gonna put one detail that is so fanatical and so ridiculous in one of my stories, and I'm gonna see if they use it because I don't think How they. How are you even... gonna know? You don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> someone, who, someone else will have to tell us if yeah. they listen. To... <laughs> well, uh, oh well. I, I mean, when at first when you were talking about it, I thought that maybe you were gonna say that this person crucified people they killed perhaps well um, took their heart out whenever i think of that i think of a temple of doom all right well kind of jen definition i think you're going with crucifixion would be hanging someone on the wall oh you're saying nailed to the to a cross to nail to the wall of the picture of jesus yeah well just well that 
but it was but more, one of the victims' hearts. Yeah, no, yeah. but when you were talking about like the the victims, how there was a bunch of victims there, I thought maybe there were going to be a bunch of people crucified in a room. Oh, gotcha. Um, close. Go more esoteric as far as just saying catholicism or christianity you know like more, satanism no like more like of a branched off kind of sect we're, we're gonna talk about it so how could this really happen santeria oh oh like the the sect from um the da vinci code what were they called where he would uh i don't yeah, know but now i kind of flagellate wanna... <laughs> he would fra- flagellate not himself flagellate. oh it's not no Flag- yes it is flagellance <laughs> Flatulence is gas. I said flagulence. Flagulence is when you whip yourself. Flagulation. I think you're pronouncing it wrong, maybe. So how could this happen? If you can read this, then you don't even have to listen to the story because you can read all the details in here, but you can't. Because it's in Spanish. Um, we have some Spanish speakers here. Plus, I'm just going to take it out the screen really quick. <laughs> We're going to go over the whole scene in a little bit. But I feel it's better, instead of just telling you everything, to actually dive in of how it happened. And how these body parts got to where they were. The heart nailed to the wall was a teaser. Or what was also nailed to the wall. And what was also strung up. But... If I told you now, then that wouldn't like explain it. Like, I want you guys to understand how it happened and then we'll talk about it as it's happening and you guys will understand. Does that make sense? This is obviously the crime of the of all centuries. Ain't no one else in a Spanish colony going to, to top this. They ain't got Jeffrey Dahmer over there. Let's talk about the the people who lived in this apartment. Let's talk about the Alexander family from, from Dresden. Nicole's been to Dresden. Tell us about it. I've not been to Dresden. <laughs> I've been to Dachau. Does anyone else feel off today? Yeah, I feel like I'm on speed. <laughs> and I feel like I'm John's so about, John's about to like... <laughs> and y'all are comatose. Yeah, I feel like everything is going in slow motion. That's because I'm going super fast motion. Do you need, so. do you need some caffeine? No, I had a coffee on my way here. You want some of that PCP? The little hit. Wake you right up. This is the wife, and I'll show you the husband here in a little bit. I'll spoil it for you. So this is Dagmar Alexander right here. This is the wife. and Of the killer or of the apartment owner? Or is that the same person? Of Well, so this is the wife, Dag, Dagmar, and she has given her heart quite literally to this man. This is... Oh. Harold, not spelled he has like very striking eyes, like really nice eyes, like false prophety type of eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if he approached me on the street, I would probably fall for him. You, you would be like, oh, hello. You can nail my heart to the wall. <laughs> oh, that's good. He does have heart striking eyes. Throb. Ooh, I can come up with better. Oh, yeah. Why are you so discouraging of our efforts? Oscar's here. Oscar. What up, Oscar? Yo, what up, John with no H, she says. John with no H. Oh, is this a John with an H on here? Oh, Where's John so. with I think, an H? I think he's just comment. You're, you're a John with no H. Oh, yeah, I'm John with no H. The right way to spell it. I'm just kidding. Well, if you're a Jonathan, yeah. Yeah. Natasha says you can nail other parts to the wall, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that Bundy vibe, Megan says. That's what I thought. Oh, Megan. dude, this guy's... I think he's better looking than Bundy. This guy doesn't have a unibrow. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but Bundy did that on purpose. He looked good as a child. Did you remember that ab photo? Of, uh, oh, wait. I'm thinking of um, Dahmer. Dahmer. What? There's an ab photo of Dahmer? Yeah. yeah, you don't remember? He's at the beach. He's got abs. No, I don't remember. Should I pull it up? No, we have, we've moved on. Well, I'm on to the Herald now. Oh, God. Yeah, you're going to be. 
Harold Alexander is actually spelled H-A-R-A-L-D. Now, Harald. This, the fact that this story is so outrageous and so gruesome, and also the fact that no one's ever covered it, and it's so obscure, I'm guessing it's because it happened on a little island. Nothing really got out. There's not much sources. What year here. is this? This murder happened December 16th, 1970. So that's right before Jesus died, right? Yeah. Because he died in 1970, I think. Yeah, in the yeah. year of our Lord, 1970. Yeah, so 1970, yeah. So there's not many sources sources on it. December December 16th, 1970. Harold met his wife Dagmar in Dresden. They're both German, all right? They moved to Hamburg shortly after, and I don't I guess she knew this about him, but before they met, he actually spent 15 years in a mental hospital. He was schizophrenic and had hallucinations. Now, a few things happen real quick once they meet. He was he was released from that mental hospital and he met his lovely wife Dagmar. Harold at that point meets a, another man. He actually takes care of this man before his death. Now, this man's very important or will be very important to him. This man's name is is George uh, Ryle. Jorge? No, yeah, maybe. G- Is it with a J? No, it's G-E-O-R-G. George. R-I-H-E-L-E. He was R-I-E-H-L-E, real? He was either German or Austrian. I could not find out. But he meets this man, George Ryle, who was a self-appointed leader of the Lorber Society. Has anyone heard of that? The Lorber Society? They were big in the 70s here in America. What do you think the Lorber Society would be, just hearing that name? Kind of like the Masons? Um, more like that wild, wild country. Oh. Ish. Because mm. there's a lot of Masons. Like, Bush is a Mason. Yeah. Well, I meant like a secret society part of it. Yeah. It's but, pronounced really, Ashley says. Really? really? All right, real quick. Let me tell you about the Lorber Society. I'm going to go over this real quick from what I found out about it. And I'm going to go through it kind of quick. An Austrian man named Jacob, J-A-K-O-B, Lorber. He died in 1864. But at 40 years old, he started hearing the word of God. Much like Muhammad, who was also around 40 years old, he heard the word of God too. That's what a prophet is. They, They get direction from a higher power, whoever that higher power may be. So this guy, Jacob Lorber was receiving messages from from God. I, I did talk about schizophrenia and prophets. I mentioned this before, but they they might be linked to schizophrenia and being a prophet. And the reason that is is because you have two sides of your brain, left and right, and they don't actually communicate with each other. So split brain patients can be completely isolated on one side, and and they've run tests like this. Mm -hmm. They'll isolate one side completely, and their left side, they'll have no idea what's going on. Anyway, a lot of scientists believe now that schizophrenia relates to prophecy and, and prophets. At 40 years old, this Jacob Lorber starts hearing these voices. God speaks to him. He tells Jacob to take a pencil and start writing. Now, this voice, who he thought was God at first, was not God. Delusions. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This voice, who he thought was God at first, wasn't actually God. It was Jesus Christ, the actual Jesus Christ, talking to him. If you look up Jacob Lorber and the Lorber Society, he's very well known, especially in the olden days, in the 1800s. This was a very big movement, and it got steam here in America and actually was pretty popular here in the 70s. Now, there are small little branches of it, but it's nothing like it was. Okay, Jacob Lorber actually wrote like 25 books on this thing. 
It has branched out since then to the New Jerusalem Society, which was right before World War II. However, Hitler had a direct response to that, and he stomped it out because he didn't like any other you know, side missions or whatever. Then in Southern California, a university professor from the uh, University of Southern California he actually led it to the Divine Word Society. So you hear God's word and then you write it down. So this professor made it really popular and then in the 70s it got big here, but then it died down. This is a Gnostic Christian sect. Do you guys know what Gnostic is? Agnostic or Gnostic? Gnostic, G-N-O-S-T-I-C. I don't know what that is. This is Jacob Lorber right here for you guys. Now we are talking about a, a religious sect. Go back to the apartment. There was a heart nailed to a photo of Jesus. Jesus is talking to these prophets. This family that was in this apartment were Lorbanites or whatever you want to call them. They followed this doctrine to the T. So Gnostics came up. It's just like Christianity, but there's a little different changes. Okay. They're more by the book, no interpretations. They believe in dualism, but it's more of a physical world here and then a spiritual world there in heaven. If you're in the physical world here, you're evil. The only, and everyone's born evil, the only way to get to a spiritual world, which is heavenly, is to serve God, but not like, you know, the Christians do. Christians is kind of like a, a participation award, right? Everyone who enters, everyone who gets baptized goes to heaven. That's not like that in this society. They're more by the book and you actually have to serve God. God, their God, or, you know, our God, God too, or whatever, they don't actually speak to him because he is he is uncomprehensible to, to a normal person. You speak to Jesus because Jesus is a man. God is, he created everything. Plus, he doesn't care about humans. Jesus does. All these little splinter groups splinter off, right? You guys understand that? Right. How this specific Lorber society works is like this. The prophecy is is passed down to one prophet to the next, which is completely different than any other religion. We don't actually have a prophet now in Christianity. There's no prophet. The prophet was Jesus, right? In uh, Islam, Islamic tradition, it's, it's Muhammad, right? So that was the prophet. However, in this society, is passed down. It starts with Jacob Lorber. Then it goes to this George Reilly, okay? And then it is passed down to Harold Alexander, the owner of the apartment, mm-hmm. okay? So he was next in line. He was next in line. However, he didn't actually believe himself as a prophet. He was just a messenger, which we're about to get into. And we're going to skip all the Gnostic stuff. Let's go back to him meeting his wife. Harold meets this George really and becomes a disciple of him and Jacob Lorber. He makes him in Dresden and he basically helps him pass over to the next life, to the spiritual realm. He was on his deathbed when they met. He was there by his side, helped him pass over. So this Harold Alexander is next in line. Okay. He bought a harmonium. Do you know what a harmonium is? Harmonica? Harmonium. Do you know what harmonium is? It is this. So he is passed down as the leader and he buys this thing right here. It's called a harmonium. Okay. It's like a piano with a... Like an accordion. Accordion piano. Well, isn't... No, accordions have keys on them. Isn't a harmonium a smaller accordion? I don't know. Or a bigger accordion? I will say that you can go to harmonium usa.com and they they're having a big sale right now on harmoniums so if you if you're and it only comes in one color obviously and it is it's tuned the only to the standard one that they pitch have? 
No, they have many. I was looking at them. They have like five or six. Oh, I mean, yeah, it looks like a bigger accordion. Yeah. So, I mean, this one's kind of cool. Most ooh, of these that's are a sold stand. Out. That's nice. Oh, oh, look at those drums. Those aren't drums. Those are congas or duels. Which is a type of drum. All right, Jen. Not, not a wide selection there. In that All right. Are people still watching this thing? They are. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> So now this guy, Harold Alexander, the owner of this apartment, is the boss, right? He is the boss of this whole organization because it's a small society. The prophecy is passed down from one to the next. There are only, at this time, 20 or 30 members. There's very small, very, very small. It has grown to like hundreds of members eventually, and then we'll kind of just peter out. But at the time, it was pretty small. So he started having these meetings in his apartment. We started this in the Canary Islands. The reason we started in the Canary Islands is because he actually fled there with his family, which I'm going to tell you about the family in a minute, for some some things that he was doing that was strange to people like the chants and the music and the you know incest stuff like that he had to flee because the german police were on to him so he fled to spain in the canary islands but then he brought up the same thing in that little apartment you saw right at that point god blessed alexander harold alexander with children three to be exact you have marina which was the firstborn daughter then a son frank and then two twins sabine and petra so four four children all in all this is the the two daughters marine and petra i don't know can you kind of describe them i mean they're she looks just like her mother i know wow all right so just like her this one on the right is the 18 year old at the time this one on the the left marine is 15 marina is 15 years old there's also another one as well which we'll talk about so those are the daughters and the son frank is right here can you describe him Boris, does he have those striking eyes, Jen? Yeah. He was 16 at the time. I don't know when this photo was taken. Probably around that time. Actually, this might be a mugshot. I don't know. Oh, and he does have a cut here. I, I was going to say, is that. there a scar on his face? Well, that it does explain quite a bit. Mm. All right. So this family, now that Harold, the, the father, is the leader of this, this weird esoteric Christian branched off cult, his whole life, Frank is and the daughters, they're grown up in this. They're there every day when the chanting and the music and the harmonica and the hymns and the praising Jesus and all this stuff. It's, it's a daily thing as the, you know, the leader of this. He's got to branch out and keep it going. Now, a few things happened. The kids were born and Frank, the second born, was actually a blessing because he was born upon three girls. And in the Lorber Society rules, the prophecy has to be handed down to, uh, to a male. OK, not a woman. <laughs> Seriously, you know what I'm saying? Frank was born the Messiah. From what his dad was saying, he was the Messiah. He was considered a Messiah. Now, he was 16 when all this stuff happened, so he was indoctrinated by his father when he was a baby, brought up to believe that he was the Messiah of Jesus Christ. But is... But did the other two before Harold have any children? No, this is... This is the first prophet. This is the first prophet in the in this line of succession to have children. No, no, no. So the father, Harold, was not actually a prophet. He didn't see himself as a prophet, but a messenger. Well, I meant like in the so like Jacob Lorber really didn't have children. No, the it is handed down like uh, to your. It doesn't need to be. It's handed down to whoever has schizophrenia enough to hear God talking to him. End of story. 
Okay. Even though the the father did have that, he was worried because he just wasn't, it, you know, he didn't Jesus. Feel right. Christ, yeah, he didn't feel right. He didn't feel that calling. However, his son's born, hmm. and that is basically Jesus Christ saying, "Okay, I know you couldn't cut it, so I'm giving you a son of your own, Frank." So now Frank is brought up this entire time living here on this little Canary Island as being the Messiah. That's not good. Okay, because the Messiah has, you know, different privileges. Frank stuttered terribly. This is a 16 year old son. The one I showed you, Mm -hmm. he stuttered terribly. But the family, the entire family, the three girls and the mother and the father thought the stuttering was just him receiving the word of Jesus Christ. But he's still young. He's still a teenager. He can't comprehend it yet. But he's he's receiving it. He just can't, you know, pronounce the words and get it. That's what the stuttering was to him. Okay, so you see this is not going good. Okay, think about the heart in the apartment. You see that this shit is not going the the right way. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Frank accepted the fact that he was he, he was the real Messiah. Everything happens for a reason. He was the only male among three girls, so he must be a Messiah. As a teenager, he had, quote, great power over the rest of the family members. Remember, he's the Messiah, and the father is just a messenger. Frank outranks his dad. Okay. Okay? A 16-year-old is making the decisions. And if the decisions are fucked up because they're a 16-year-old's decisions, then everything happens for a reason that's what jesus christ told him to do i mean it's and not he his... was also schizophrenic i don't think i don't know if he was schizophrenic or not but he was definitely indoctrinated okay okay all right every family member obeyed frank he made the decisions which were often terrible which we'll talk about he made all the decisions and the the women the women the four women were secondary they were women and this is old school christianity man i grew up southern baptist and new southern baptist they still think even though they won't admit it that sunday comes and the food better be on the table after church you know what i'm saying now we wash the dishes and stuff like that but i'm telling you like my family lineage the woman stays at home and this was a very radical old school christianity it by the book by the bible 100 both the mother dagmar 41 years old and the three sisters marina 18 and the two twins sabine and petra 16 were regulated to the background just as Lorber's teaching, teachings predicted about some of the scenes in the creation. Because if Eve was born from Adam's rib, the woman was actually an imitation of the man. Now, Frank, as the Messiah, can't have sex with women in town because they're unclean. They're dirty. I mean, this is this is basically Jesus Christ incarnate. He can't be having sex with some, you know, one of his schoolmates, right? So it's I the mean, alternative? Who's, who's been with her? She may be dirty and unclean. As a teenager, he's got these urges, sexual urges. So with his father's blessing, he carried... Oh, I don't think I like where this is going. Oh, boy. With his father's blessing, he carried out an incest with not only his three sisters, but his mother. This is the mother again. This is Dagmar. Dagmar, 41 years old. Not only incest, it's not like, hey, you know, we haven't had sex in a while. You know, do you... You want to stop? Just keep going, please. Just, just, What's the story? Uh, yeah, I don't need to hear your, your, your commentary on how that that conversation is going to go. Like and they were they were I know the dad was OK with it because he was like the leader of this sect. But like the, the, the sisters and mom were OK with this, too. So that's why I'm trying to get you guys really into the religious mindset here. 
you're okay with it if the Messiah says that Jesus Christ says it's okay. Jesus, you're not horny because you're a 16-year-old. You're horny because Jesus is funneling the horniness through your body. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making light of it, but at the end of the day, you're about to see that this is exactly what they were believing. Right, but... I'm, the, the family, too. Like, the, the women were subservient. They were there for the men, even the 16-year-old. They so, were, they looked at the 16 year old as their leader. So yeah. I have a question though. Uh-huh. So the dad is te- like growing up, the son is being told that he is the Messiah, the Messiah, but is this incest being like, this is what the son wants as a male and knowing that being told that he's the Messiah so he can do whatever he wants? Or is this the dad telling him like, hey, you have to have intercourse with your female relatives? The family responded to all his wishes. And in time, Frank was able to dictate his every move by turning the women of the family into his sex slaves. Now, this happened when they were in Hamburg. That's why they fled. They actually fled to the Canary Islands because of this incest. I don't think it's illegal in hardly any country, really. I mean, I'm not sure, but they they fled to the island of Tenerife. 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 And look what street they ended up on. Jesus of Nazarene. Wow, that has definitely got to be divine intervention. yeah. Yeah, divine intervention all the way, baby. You know what I'm saying? God told them to go there. On the island, the sisters, they found work as babysitters and, and little do this, do that. But then the neighbors started noticing some strange things. They, I mean, this is an apartment building. They can hear chants. They can oh, hear God. The, they can hear the harmoniums, the hymns, the the people coming up, the the weirdness. They can hear the orgies, the sex, the family incest. Now, I want to say this for future, but the women in the home at the apartment were nude, and that's going to come important at all time. Always. At all time, yeah. Whenever Frank gets the word from his Jesus Christ, he. You know. Now, was the was Harold also participating in the incest, or was it just Frank? I think it was both, but I'm I'm not too sure. Bible humping. I don't like that. <laughs> Bible. <laughs> that is a good one, Shram. Excellent. Uh, I don't like this. All right, before you guys leave, because you can't take it anymore. Let's go back to the crime yeah, scene. That, that, that Dr. McGillicuddy shot is still not settling see, well they, in my see, stomach. They have, the, they have the option to be like, okay, well, let's check into the next episode. We're like captives here. Yeah, well, let's go back to the a crime. captive audience. Let's go back to the crime scene, and I'll show you a captive audience here. Back to the crime scene. Police found three corpses inside. Three corpses. The mother. Oh, oh so all the women, because there were three sisters plus the mom. Yeah. The twins, the older four, daughter. The mother. No, three corpses. The mother and two of the twins. So both the, of the, the twins? Eight, no, the 18-year-old I showed you and the 15-year-old. Sabine was actually babysitting at oh. the time. We're going to get back uh, okay, to her. Okay. And she was the oldest? So three corpses. She was one of the twins. Oh. No, Sabine no, was she, was, twins. she was one of the twins, so she was 15. I don't have a picture of her. Got it. Sorry. But we're going to talk about her in a minute, because mm-hmm. she also gets revisited. But inside, there were three corpses, which were the sisters, right? The 15-year-old, the 18-year-old, and obviously the mother. The mother, that was the heart that was pinned to Jesus Christ in the apartment. Now, I want you to, to think about this if you're listening to this. You know, apartments have thin walls. How, how did neighbors not hear any of this? They probably bought out the whole apartment building. N- well, they no, no, they didn't have them. Actually, the uh, father was a part-time delivery man. They, they don't, they're not like the uh, Rashnishis driving Roy's Royces. Oh. That's a good 
good guess. Well, but, did they were were there? Did they convert some of their neighbors? No, but the only thing that was heard by one neighbor neighbor is quote faint moans. And if you want to think about why, and I'll I'll tell you why in a second. Frank just had sex with his mother. The sixteen year old just had sex with his forty one year old mother, and they were all naked. Obviously, after having sex with his own mother, he looks into her eyes, and this was December sixteenth, nineteen seventy. This is a Wednesday around lunchtime. He looks into the eyes of his mother and he something's not right she's got this weird glint in her eye this weird i mean she yeah she's normal but she seems different she seems a little disobedient his mother was looking at him defiantly from what he thought you guys like this or not i don't like it well, but it's, an, well, it's an interesting story that is a loaded question yeah. whenever you ask us <laughs> Uh, Frank Alexander would later tell one of the psychiatrists who found that the mother had a demonic look, cold as ice, and a sarcastic smile on his lips. You cold as ice, willing to sacrifice my love. The mother, the mother has a defiant look, a demonic look, cold as ice, sarcastic smile on her lips. He slaps her. His own mother slaps her. Well, he's doing much worse things to his mother, honestly. So slaps her once, twice, three times, four times, 16 times. He would tell the courts 16 times. He slaps her. That's a lot of slapping. His father slap happy. He might say his father, who is also his servant, the servant of the Messiah, the 16 year old son is sitting there remaining quiet. The other two sisters are also sitting there remaining quiet while this is going on. Frank, the 16 year old son, then commands his father to go into the closet and retrieve a wooden coat hanger. So he does. Frank takes that wooden coat hanger and he hits his mother in the head with it, with the uh, the wood at the very end. Mm-hmm. Just <clears throat> whips it around, hits her in the head again and again and again and again until she goes unconscious, going unconscious from getting hit in the head with a coat hanger. He then puffs up his chest and quote from what he would tell the court system defines himself because he is Jesus, basically the word of God. His mother in sheer pain now ask Frank not to stop to show mercy, but ask her own son what she can do to make her punishment at this time easier for him. He says, lay down on the bed. Now, go back to when I said, why did no one hear any screaming? Because they were so obedient. Let me say that again. Why wasn't there any screaming? The mother, obviously in pain, if anyone would, you're human, ask the son how she can make her punishment easier for him. She's not screaming at all. She's not making a sound. The sheer moaning that the neighbor hears were from the sisters, the 15-year-old, because she's not... She hasn't uh, learned yet to, you know, to hold that screaming in. You know what I'm saying? She lays down on the bed and remember, everyone's naked at this point. For an hour, for an hour straight, he hits his mother, beats her with this wooden coat hanger over and over, rapes her in between on top of her, hitting her with a coat hanger until her death. An hour of getting hit with a coat hanger. She doesn't scream. She doesn't say anything. She is so indoctrinated that all she does is sit there and accept it until she dies from getting beaten in the head with a coat hanger. Once the mother is dead, Frank then commands his father to go back into the closet. Now, remember, the other two sisters are still there watching. I showed you the apartment. Where else are they? This isn't a huge estate. They're not in their own rooms. They're there watching. 
watching their mother get punished for her transgression, right? Once the mother is dead, he commands his father to go back into the closet, and this time he wants him to grab a few things. Grab me a hammer. Grab me a shoemaker blade, which I pulled up a photo of that, if y'all don't know what that is. So they use these to make shoes to do the soles and stuff. This is a shoemaker blade. Whoa. So they, like, cut the soles and stuff. Like, I've seen videos. Oh, of- well, that's a good, like, the is a ladybug for, like, reference on the size. Oh, I don't know. Is that- <laughs> It looks like a fake ladybug, and it looks like it's on top of an animal. I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, is that, like, a dog Or deer back? or something. I, I or just something? literally, the first thing I found on Google. He tells the father, go grab me a hammer, a shoemaker blade, and pruning shears. Oh. To cut the, you know, the... Uh, yeah, the, the Edward sternum. Scissor oh, hand. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Edward Scissor hand cutting the hair. Uh-huh. Pruning shears. The Archangel Gabriel appeared to us and told us that we have to resurrect the kingdom of David. And this we could not do without first eliminating the female sex. <laughs> this gets worse, guys. It gets worse. <laughs> yeah, it gets Can't a little worse. The how. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Harold goes into the next room. He hands his son the hammer, the shearing, the pruning shears, and the shoemaker blade. And he also goes into the room and grabs the harmonium. You know, the thing I showed you? Right. Does he hit her with the harmonium? No, he doesn't hit her. The father also grabs the harmonium. And this is where the really faint moans come in. A neighbor recalls, quote, I heard some very faint moans, end quote. I would think that they were from the 15-year-old, but not sure. But the father grabs the harmonium and starts to play his hymns. The father would... What is going on in this background here? The father and the son would later say that that both sisters had asked to be sacrificed. Okay, they asked. The father's in the background playing the harmonium. They, quote, asked to be sacrificed. So using a hammer and the shoemaker blade, Petra is first. I don't, this, the music makes it worse. Yeah, this is like effing creepy. I don't like it. (laughs) This is a harmonium. I'm I'm like really upset. I'm about to like start crying like I'm at a funeral. They (laughs) kill, Frank kills Petra, the 15 year old first, because she was the most scared at the time. He says, quote, a sacrifice will make you pure. He assured her that. The death came very slowly, though. He begins to saw off her organs. Both sisters would eventually die of blood loss, but during the dismemberment, the pruning shears would be used on all the women. First, the labias would be cut off. These labias would be hanging from the string that was in the apartment. <laughs> Fucked. I, I, that's why I put this as fucked. This is a three-hour affair. They rope up the organs to preserve them. They hang up each labia. The rope would eventually contain the hearts, kidneys, and lungs. The women were not killed by a quick slash. They were dismembered to death. So imagine yourself as a detective now, as that little police officer that has never seen anything. You just saw a heart on the wall. Next to it, you see nipples nailed to the wall. Female nipples nailed to the wall that he had cut off with pruning shears. (laughs) That's what happened, yo. I ain't fucking making this up. I know, I'm just covering my tatas because that just, it secondhand hurts. All the women in the house accepted it. The kingdom of David can't be resurrected with women. They understand that. 
They knew that they had, and and the sacrifice that the sacrifice will make you pure. They sat there. The only faint moanings coming from the fifteen-year-old who who couldn't control the pain of having her labia sliced off with pruning shears. My question is: Did they really accept it, or did they just not feel brave enough to fight back? Bra- dude, dude, they accepted it. I mean, they. I mean, this is the fan. This is the Lorber Society, man. They, they were all. This is religious fanaticism right here. Extremist to the max, man. So the father and son both leave because there's another daughter, Sabine. Remember Sabine? She was actually babysitting at the time. She was working for a doctor, a German doctor named Dr. Walker Trinkler. And when the father and son got there bloody to his office, he immediately called the police. And he actually testified about what they said and everything. Were they going to come and kill the other sister daughter? They were until the doctor doctor called the police and... And controlled the scene and made sure she was safe. However, he had to testify about exactly what Sabine had told them. Dr. Trenkler, a German physician whose practice Sabine worked in, was dumbfounded at the conversation. Ah, you heard it, Harald told him. We have killed my wife and other daughters. It was time to kill. Sabine takes her father's hand and takes it to her cheek, saying, I'm sure you've done what you think is necessary. She would have asked to be sacrificed if she was home. The hus. All right, so what happened to these guys? Obviously, death penalty, right? The court acquitted both father and son because they were, quote, not responsible authors. But luckily for us, they were admitted to the Madrid Penitentiary Psychiatric Assistance Center for the rest of their natural lives. So everything is good. Except. Harald and Frank were admitted to the Madrid Penitentiary Psychiatric Assistance Center. But in 1990, they managed to escape. Interpol issued a search and arrest warrant international, but could find neither Harald or his son Frank. Sabine was also never seen again. Today, Harald Alexander would be 91 years old and Frank Alexander, 66. All right. How are you doing with that story? Scott free, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one's covered that, motherfucker. They escaped. Yeah. And they are still at large. I mean, it is definitely <laughs> possible that Harald is dead mm-hmm. at 91. But he could also still be alive. Aren't could y'all be. more worried about Sabine, who has never been seen again? Did they did they kill did they her? Kill yeah, her? that's what I was wondering. I don't know. Or is she helping them because she's so brainwashed? I don't know. She probably assumed a new identity. Well. Wow. Okay. The next story is even more fucked. <laughs> Well, the next story is not fucked like gruesome like that, but it is. It, uh, I do that. It is so deep as far as, dude. I'm telling you, guys. The next story. It's a cover up, a government cover up. A uh, top secret scientist who was killed. Our government doesn't cover things up. I don't know what you're talking. Anyway, what did you guys think of that? Wow, that's really sad. That's that's really sad. Yeah, that's the story, man. I hope you guys like that. And uh, this is Talk Murder Me. We are doing a story right after this. It's going to be for our tacos. So go to patreon.com. We're trying to hit 100, so 100 uh, supporters on there. So even the uh, the lowest tier will get the live stream, which is usually for the Supremos. And I hope you Supremos don't mind. We're, we're going to do 
this one time just to try to because uh, I'm, I'm telling you that the next story when we do is is more interactive with you guys you know i'm, I'm looking at the chat and are we doing two episodes or three today two okay so the next one's right but anyway so i hope to i hope to see you guys then if not don't worry about it is no pressure we release episodes every monday wednesdays and fridays uh maybe on fridays i'm gonna try to do three episodes but like this will be monday and wednesday but that's our schedule i release them at 10 a.m eastern standard time you can find it on any podcasting app like i said if you like true crime and want more of the the one-on-one the uh, the story with the music and the kind of the crime junkie feel but way better check out among the dirt and trees that's our sister podcast and i don't know that's all i got so until next time good night you lovely lovely people <laughs>